Hi, folks. Mike here. On this episode of Mountain and Marsh, I sit down to talk with my friend Justin Riggins about coyote hunting here in Maryland. I hope you enjoy. He's very insightful, uh, has a lot of experience with this. You in. All right, well, hi, everybody. Uh, this is Mike, and uh, I'm here with my buddy Justin Riggins. He's a big coyote hunter. Uh, Justin, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, man, uh, happy to be here. I, uh, my name is Justin. Been been in the coyote game for probably just shy of five years on the Maryland side of things, between, like, Maryland and PA. Uh, and definitely a different style of hunting with eastern coyotes as it is Western coyotes from everybody I've talked to out west. Uh, reached out to people like John Collins, uh, Colin Nur. Uh, talked to a couple people about that. So looking forward to getting into the conversation, man, about hunting the coyotes around here. Yeah, for sure. And to start, I just kind of wanted to ask you so everybody gets the picture. You know, where did you where do you come from as an outdoorsman? Like where did you come from hunting that led you to this point? Yeah, man. Uh, my old man, uh, my old man, my uncles, they were, they were deer hunters. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of how it, I feel like that's how it's passed down is, you know, your old man puts you in a deer hunting or, you know, some kind of hunting. It's, it's one of them family legacy things and got into deer hunting, you know, obviously I love that coming up through, through the, through the ages. And then, uh, you know, it got a little slow for me, um. I still meat hunt, but I'm not, not, not really a trophy hunter like it used to be. Uh, got into duck hunting, I, as you know, that's how we met, you yeah. know, and um, definitely have a fucking blast doing that. That's a, that's a big, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big push for a lot of people nowadays. Uh, it's high, high pace, and I, I like that. And then, uh, I don't know, man, I got into, uh, I got into coyote hunting, actually, <laughs> believe it or not, hunting groundhogs. I was out hunting groundhogs, had my, I have two uh, German shorthair pointers. I uh, had them out running at the farm and I had this, I had this coyote come out. I had my 243, like I said, just sitting up on top of my truck and uh, up on top of my truck and I'd see, you know, how far I could shoot groundhogs. And this coyote came tearing ass after, uh, after my female dog. And uh, I busted her and I was like, man, that's, that's pretty cool. So went out and bought a call kind of taught myself how to call them in and then uh started hunting with with some you know real professionals and uh really learned how to how to do it around here um so i can kind of break into it i know how i know you're going to ask me some questions about you know how to do it what to do and what not to do so i can kind of break into all that once once you hit the topic yeah just before that i kind of wanted to say the only like this year in virginia when i was down there um, my cousin killed a coyote, about a 30 pounder. Uh, it was a couple of small coyotes came through. I saw one about a half hour later on the other side of the ridge. But, uh, I mean, my, the only experience that I have with coyotes, though I've heard them and seen them in areas I hunt, they are pretty elusive. Uh, last year, my dad had killed two on our farm and we had them every night on trail cam. And uh, after dad killed the, a female, the second one he killed, they disappeared. We never saw him again. But that's that's the extent of 
my experience coyote hunting uh how do you set up to coyote hunt like when you get out there do you are you looking for a field or are you looking to work ditches or what is that so nine times out of seven man when i go out and i knock on a door or if someone calls me uh it's i, I know i know they're there you know um i've actually had several friends recommend me you know they'll get uh you know they'll see facebook posts or They'll see, you know, whatever, or somebody will reach out on like a next door, the, the neighborhood app or whatever it may be. And they'll say, hey, uh, you know, I, I got coyotes that are after my cats or I got coyotes that are, you know, snatching up my, my chickens or whatever have you. And I've actually, I've actually killed a couple dogs like that. Uh, had a lady in Westminster uh, over there off of uh, kind of Gamber area. And she called me. She lived on three and a half acres, man. And they were running her full every night and went over there and busted two of them at like 30 yards. Um, but, you know, I, I got, uh, it, it, when you definitely want open fields, especially I'm, I'm hunting all thermal. Uh, I have, uh, just, just the setup I run. I mean, I, I very rarely day hunt them around here just because they're not, they're not in the nut there. Their numbers are definitely increasing, but they are not in the numbers where you're going to go out and be as successful during the day as you would at night. So, um, is that know, is know, that different out west? Is that something that's the numbers are like that here out west? Can you hunt them in the day, or is that? Or no? Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. Like John Collins, uh, you guys can look him up on Instagram or or Facebook. Um, I don't know exactly what his Instagram handle is, but it's John J O N Collins C O L L I N S. Yeah, that I think I follow is, him actually. Yeah, that guy that guy's a coyote slayer, man. He smacks him most of the time during the day, but he goes all over the place. Um, you know, one day I'm hoping to be as big as him, but he is definitely uh he knows what he's doing, he knows his way around the coyote. I can tell you that. I've I've learned a lot from him. Um, just just messaging him and watching his you know, watching his play-by-plays, and he's got a YouTube channel. And, I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. He hunts a lot of eastern coyotes. But it seems like everybody I talk to, man, they're, they're just different. They, you know, and, you know, in Maryland, Maryland, PA, they do this. If you drop down Virginia and North Carolina, they do that. You know, it, it, it's just, it, there's no rhyme or reason. So, like I said, what I look at the field, uh, and that way I, I'm too much tell where they're going to come from you know you got to look for the waterways that like soft ground to dig in and you know that if you know if you got them on trail camera and you got a field next to where you're getting them on trail camera that's that's how you get them you know you want to be right in their face when they come out right on um so the gear and equipment you you were just talking about the thermal stuff but kind of go through a list of the the coyote essential things that you use on a daily all right, so that because so what I, what what I'm seeing around here around our area is uh, I'm definitely seeing a lot of people getting into this sport. That's great, that's good, but definitely do your research before you get into it because if you go out and buy a red light and a call, you ain't gonna see them dogs the way they see you. Uh, you know, with a red light, even night vision, you have to rely on picking that animal's eyes up unless they're 70 yards and under, you know, then you might see their body. But as far as it, as far as it goes, man, I mean, 
the most I, I've never hunted over a red light ever. I went straight from glass, you know, shooting glass during the day to thermal. I, I bought thermal right away just because, I mean, like I said, around here, that's, that's what you got to do to be successful. Um, the best piece of advice I can give the beginner is save your money because this, this ain't a cheap sport. I mean, my handheld, my handheld thermal scanner alone is, was about 4500 bucks. Um, you know, you, you build a nice rifle, uh, six mil, any kind of six millimeter platform, uh, 243, six millimeter Creedmoor. Uh, I mean, you could shoot them with a with a thirty cal, a three hundred eight, or a six five three more, but you know you're putting a hole in the pelt. So I guess it really depends on what you want to do with the dog. Uh, I drop all mine off at a at a local guy. He ends up pelting them out. He either sells the pelts or you know that way they're not going to waste. It kind of makes me sleep better at night. I'm not a I'm not a kill for sport kind of guy. You know, just kill it and leave it lay. I'm not that kind of guy. So. I like to know at least the animal I'm shooting is, is going to something, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, tripod wise, man, got to have a, got to have a tripod to set up on. You ain't freehand shooting anything, uh, at least a bipod, um, but tripod's the way to go. And, and like a really nice tripod, like a two vet, uh, really right stuff or, uh, like a vortex radiant carbon. And I mean, that even, even that, man, you're in, you know, with your tripod, you're in the upwards of a thousand bucks. This is not, this ain't one of them, you know, it, it's a, it's a great, it's a fun sport to get into, but you really got to put some, put some thought and energy into it in order to be successful in it. And, uh, you know, as of, as of last weekend, this in the local area, I'm, I'm at 38, 38 dogs for the local area. And that's, that's pretty well off compared to, you know, other people. And, I'm not talking down on nobody. I'm just saying that that is, you know, that's just the way it goes. Some farms produce, some farms don't. I just, I scout, I know where they are and I get on them. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's like I was saying, I, the difference between there being coyotes and not, especially around me here in Tonytown, it, it's, it's literally like we had four coyotes on camera every night in front of one of my tree stands last year dad shoots two they disappear haven't haven't heard them haven't seen them like nothing they're gone it's, it's so it's so, it's so few and far between i guess yeah so uh i think what happens to you there is he said he shot a female yeah he so, shot a young male and then about two weeks later shot a female yeah so in terms of, unless it's like uh, mating season, and uh, at least from what I've seen around here, from things I've read, specific, a uh, couple different areas of research I've done, because you can go online, you can Google, um, you can find 11 different studies, but unless you really get into the forums and know what you're looking at, you're really misled because a lot of those Google searches, like when I put up posts on Instagram or uh, the next door apps, I'm I've had several people quote me on the same article. I don't. I can't tell you how many times about how killing coyotes is bad because it actually brings more coyotes in. Well, they're wrong <laughs> because I can tell you we've shot uh, four pregnant dogs over the years. Over the past two and a half years, we've shot four pregnant dogs. 
you know, depending on the litter size, the average litter size, let's say they whelp five pups, you know, right. well, there's the, there's the four dogs right there, plus the 20 pups they had in them. So, you know, what I think what happens is, and what people get confused about is the alpha female is usually responsible for keeping, you know, for keeping the, the territory, for keeping the pack in check. She's the, uh, she's the lioness, if you will. Um, you know, the, the big alpha male, he's, he's responsible for, for the breeding rights and, and that's, that's his alone. So what happens is when you shoot that alpha female, you know, she, she keeps the pack in check. She keeps the stragglers from wandering in and, you know, she, she keeps it to where she wants it to be. So when you shoot that alpha female, what happens is they kind of disperse, they kind of go out, um, they'll allow other dogs to come in and they don't really have a, a, a range at that point. So you might see them leave your area. You might just not hear them because they know they're pressured there. And I think that's a lot of it too, is they just, you know, they get pressured somewhere and they kind of lay low, you know, and they'll go find another place, you know, down the river a little bit. And that could be very well what you saw when, when your dad busted that, that female. Yeah, one I I don't know what time of the year they're pregnant, but she she was swelled up. I don't, but that might have been after he killed her. I don't know. She was probably about 40, 35 pounds. Like she was, she was a bigger coyote, but not like the alpha male. His shoulder height and shit, you could tell he was bigger. Yeah. Like when I had him on camera, you could because dad when he shot her as the second coyote, I think he shot that one with his bow and it died behind him. And when he spun around in his tree stand, it was screaming on the ground. And the other two coyotes, including the alpha male, came over, watched her flailing around and screaming, and then they kind of pinned their ears back and got low and and snuck away. And then that was it. We we saw him, the alpha, one more time on camera, and then that was it. They they were gone. So I guess after he shot that female, that was it. That alpha male didn't have any uh, nookie, so he got the hell out, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's about it, man. Like I said, she's, she's usually responsible for keeping the pack in check and, and kind of keeping the territory. And nine times out of 10, man, it's just, it seems like if they get some pressure on them or, or whatever, I mean, I have, <laughs> I can't say that's the same in every occasion because I mean, I have a, I have a certain property, man. I've, I've killed nine dogs off that one property alone over, over the past three years. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're getting pressured hard, but it seems like they never, they never want to leave. So, you know, I can sit there and, and that's what I'm saying. Like I can sit there and say, this is what they do every single time, but that ain't the case, you know? Yeah, for sure. Also, one thing that happened last year that me and my brother actually were sitting in a hedgerows muzzleloader season, early muzzleloader, and a four point breaks out across the, the cut bean field about 250 yards. He's sitting there with his muzzleloader, and I, I actually didn't even have my gun. And I look out across the field, and this four-point kind of bust out, but I see him jumping around. The morning before with my bow, I had had one of those coyotes run up on me at like 5 a.m. in the dark on, on this this same exact fence row. Me and him boasting each other at the same time, he jammed on the brakes, took off. Well, the next day, my brother and I are sitting here, I did not realize, I thought my entire life that a coyote would eat fawns, but a full-size deer wouldn't go after. And we watched two coyotes 
grabbing this four point in the ass and actually trying to pull him down on the ground. He, my brother took a pop shot just to get him to disperse. They did four point runs across the field. And right before he gets into the next betting area, they come sprinting right across behind him. Um, I don't, I don't know if we ever found him dead or not. Uh, I, I don't think so, but we did find like five or six full-size deer last year between maybe 80 pounds and 150. So I, I guess yeah. these coyotes, they, you know, they attack full-size deer. I lived my entire life not knowing that. Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it's not something you see. Uh, NRA actually just did a huge study on the Eastern coyote. Uh, and they put out basically that if there was a nuclear holocaust, the Eastern coyote would give roaches a run for their money. Uh, they actually prefer, it seems like over the study they did, they actually prefer the, the suburbia that we live in, you know, the, the close the close together uh, farms because the hunting's easier. I it mean, bottlenecks everything. Exactly. You don't have to go, you know, they don't, it, it's not like it is out west where it's a 60,000 acre farm button up a 60,000 acre farm. You know, you might out here, it might be a 75 acre farm. So, there might be cattle on one farm and then there's, you know, plenty of deer on the next farm and then there's chickens and goats on the next farm. And it's just, man, it's, it's, I, I've seen personally, uh, one of the, one of the properties we have over, over my way, um, I, we were actually coyote hunting and we see her beelining for us. I mean, she was on a full, full move and, uh, she was cooking pretty good, and she got about 30 yards from us and cut out on us. And uh, she had two coyotes on her, and we ended up shooting both them coyotes at about 30 yards. They were they were hot on her tail, and she was a full-grown deer. So uh, <laughs> I also, you and I know this, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, you and I know the same individual. I was hunting at his uncle's house a couple weeks ago, and he had an 80-pound calf killed. So, you know, that's. That's part of the game, man. These these dogs are starting to pack up around here, and no one's going to like the outcome if they don't start getting on them and putting these packs in check. Yeah, I don't I, think I don't think people understand how just as you had said how many pups a female can uh, develop. I like I didn't know that the number was that high, but I knew that they they can have some decent sized pup litters, and they turn around pretty quick. So you know they can multiply pretty quick. Yeah, man, it's definitely a, it's a, and, and then especially like, that's another thing too, is you shoot that out to female, the next female steps up, steps up. And then if there's another female, since there's no alpha at that point, they could double well. So now you're packed, you know, now you got two pregnant coyotes in, in the same pack. And, you know, generally that doesn't happen because you have the next one in line, but you know, it, it definitely does happen. And there's studies to prove it, you know, like I said, I mean, I've, I've watched just about every every YouTube tutorial, and I've had conversations and disagreements with with everybody, this, that, and the other. And it just seems like I don't I don't generally speak, you know, unless I know what I'm speaking about. I try to, you know, I try to clear all my information. I speak from experience. I mean, that's in any walk of life, you know. And, and that's, right. this this is something that I've actually taken a lot of interest in, and uh, it's just that's. That's why that's where I am, where I am, you know. So, yeah, I know that you had said something like the difference between the uh, Appalachian yotes and the ones that are up here, the ones that would be in suburban areas. 
I I mean, I can speak for what I've visually seen growing up my whole life. One's in the mountain and one's up here recently here in Carroll County. I mean, they they can put miles on in a heartbeat. Like I I remember when I was younger, we were out, we were at deer camp late at night. These coyotes let loose and we know where they're at. They're they're probably three quarters to a mile away from us in total. We can tell where they're at because we know the mountains so well. And uh, we were out there having a good time, you know, drinking some beers. And uh, me and my cousin decided we heard them all howl and we were going to howl back at them. And it, I swear it wasn't five minutes later. The next coyote that howled was about 80 yards from us from the camper. And it just happened yeah, so quick. I was like, what the hell? Like, I couldn't believe it. I, I'd never realized they could move that quick like that. Yeah, they can cover some ground. And like I said, the other thing, too, is once they, uh, once they feel like they're being intruded on, man, that's 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 when they really start to pick up on you because, you know, you're in you know you're in their territory and they you know they kind of they kind of run that show. So when they feel like they're being intruded on, that's the first thing they'll do is drop down on you and let you know that that, that you're not welcome. You know. Yeah, for sure. That's well, I bow hunt up in the mountain by myself sometimes, and I I carry a pistol with me now just because. You never know, and with with the amount of coyotes that are, that are around now, I mean, never know what could happen. Absolutely. All right. Well, so, I know you're you're uh, actually getting ready to hunt, right? Yes, sir. I am. Uh, I'm I'm over your way, actually, over there in uh, good old Tony Town. So. All right. I yeah. Will, well, uh, I I want to let you go. Just uh, I want to ask you one more thing before you go. You got any? What are your plans for the rest of the hunting season? You're just going to be coyote hunting the whole time. Uh. Yeah, I think I think pretty much, man. This is this is my uh, this is my angle right now. You know, you got a young kid at home, and uh, I'm the same way. And this is this kind of makes it easy because you know, uh, childcare wise, it's a hell of a lot easier to get somebody to cover him when he's sleeping than it is when he's awake. So you know, nighttime hunting is the uh, the way to go in, in this sport. Like I said, at least around this area, and um, yeah, that this is this is the way to. This is, I think, this is my, uh, this is my longevity push right here. Is this, 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 this sport? So, all right. Well, I'm gonna put up your, uh, your social medias and st- or your Instagram and stuff. Uh, do you, do you post any coyote pictures on your Instagram? Nah, I'm actually. I think I'm gonna start one though because uh, I'm actually the, the call company that I use. I've reached out to them a couple times and they definitely want to see what I have. Uh, Icatech calls who I use. I have the Icatech night, night stalker. Okay. Um, the other one, the other one we use is the Fox Pro. Give me one second. Hey, what model is that Fox Pro? The Fox Pro X2S. We've we've shot a lot of dogs over those. Um, I can text my I can text my go-to, um, but you know Fox Pro. I mean they're they're well known. So. All right, but, uh, man. Well, I'll talk to you later. It was good talking to you. I'm sure everybody will like this. This was pretty informative. Hey, man. Not a problem. I'll uh, I'll be in touch with you, and I'd like to get you out here so that maybe we could do a follow-up podcast, and then that way you can share your experience on there too, huh? Yeah, for sure. I'll come along whenever whenever you want. Just uh, let me get past this weekend. I got to shoot another doe or two, and then uh, I'm good to go. Absolutely, Mike. All right, man. I'll talk to you. All right, it's good talking to you. I'll see you, man. All right, thanks a lot. Yep, bye. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, 
thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that one and uh, talk to you later on. Folks, as always, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and on TikTok. Thanks, guys.